So we'll continue our discussion on money. So we will be ending this series today. You know, we started that series before. We did not man- manifesting transcendence. So for like two weeks, we'll be using that two weeks to pray. So that's why we, we've not had any um, talk on it. So we'll just conclude today. You know, the last time when we discussed on that manifesting transcendence, we said we are going to be teaching on some practical steps on how we can begin to do, to do this. So we'll just look at some areas of life that want to practicalize those kinds of things on yeah so look at those things so now when we started when we started this series one one of the things we discussed about was that manifesting transcendence is us manifesting all of the realities of our spirit man now we were able to see that on account of of, of our union with christ jesus that we now possess a new type of life. And that's what the Bible refers to as the life-giving spirit. It's a new type of life that carries the possibilities of all of the newness that are in the life of Christ. So it is this type of life that Jesus Christ came to what introduced to us when he died and what resurrected. So um, if you read the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 gave us a record of what happened um during and what god did through jesus christ so let's just read ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter one reading from verse 14 okay he said um okay let's start from verse 15 so because of this since I first heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love towards him and your tender love towards all his devoted ones. My heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in my prayers. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, that, he, that, that is the wealth of God's glo- glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his, ho- his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immer- immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of his immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. And God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. So you see very powerful statement there. The, the, this thing, eh, you can go the next six months trying to uncover these things. That's why you see that for us believers, there is really no limitation. 
the limitation we feel as believers is how much we know or how much we have come to understand about the truth. Because based on this scripture now, there is nothing that is impossible for us. There is no circumstance, situation that we cannot change. So God, we are not trying to wait on God to change our circumstance or, or, or situation. No. God has given us the tools we need to change every circumstance and situation in our life. So you see, it will be wrong for us as believers to be praying that God should come and help us. That God, please, ah, look at this tough situation. Or look at these issues we have, you know. Come and help me to overcome. No, 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 no. You see, Jesus Christ is our head and we are his body. And as our head, there is nothing that is above him. Everything is beneath him. The Bible clearly makes it clear that, that, that God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor. So there is no other greater than him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority. See, so it means from the pl- that, that, that place of authority where we are now seated with Christ in is a place of exalted power and influence that can alter any form of reality, both in the realm of light or in the realm of darkness. So, he said, in, in the heavenly realms, and now he's exalted first above every ruler, authority, government, you see. And when the Bible is talking about ruler, government, authority, is both in the visible and in the vis- invisible realm. Whether in the affairs of men, in the affairs of angels, in the affairs of the dark realm or the, or, or the world that is in darkness, whether the occultic realm or the realm that is in darkness that Satan rules over, every one of this realm, Jesus Christ is Lord and he's supreme over all of them. See, he's gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, meaning that it is not only in this age and time frame or this timeline that we are currently experiencing now, Every other timeline that is to come, in the ages to come, Jesus Christ has been what? Elevated above all of them. So, and he is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. So you see, there is no way we can lack anything because everything, just like... Um, um, Colossians says that we need for life and godliness has already been made available to us in Christ Jesus. You see? So he's the source of everything. So it means Jesus Christ as our head and as our source, there is nothing that the physical world can offer to us that we don't already have. The only thing that Satan used to use to cheat a lot of believers is that we don't even know that we have those things. So he, che- so he can come to deceive, to cheat, and to make us feel we don't have those things. But everything we will ever need is inside of us. And God has made available everything to us. Glory to God. Then he said, he alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now, his, and now we are his church and now we, his church, are his body on earth. And that which fills him, who is being filled by it. Glory to God. So you see, what a tremendous blessing 
that has been made available to us. So it means we can change anything, we can alter anything, as long as that thing is in alignment with the righteousness of God, we can change anything, we can alter anything. So there is no limitation. So you see, the kind of life that God has made available to us is an expansive kind of life and that life is so huge massive that it cannot be limited there is nothing that we can be afraid of so if we are afraid or if we are experiencing difficulty limitation challenges what that tells us is that that is where our level of understanding currently is and the solution to that problem is to break from that level of understanding and break through into our understanding of who we truly are in Christ Jesus. And that is the solution. So the solution of every problem is us coming into a deeper understanding of who we have become in Christ Jesus. So the solution is not running heter skater to and fro. No, it's just for, for us to, to pay attention, pay attention to the truth that has been revealed. Pay attention to it well enough until everything in our lives begins to think, reason, and act based on that truth. And just like the scripture says, if you check the book of Romans chapter 12, that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you see, the problem that we experience is as a result of our thinking, our current level of thinking and our current level of understanding. So the solution is to break through and break deeper into a deeper level of understanding of who we are, a deeper level of consciousness about the reality of life that God has made available to us. So you see, so and one of the tools we use in doing all of these things is through prayer, meditation. So it means sometimes that you have to take the time to stretch yourself in the place of meditation. Why? Because what we are dealing with, like the scripture says, like we um, prayed about two weeks ago, he said, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty true God for the pulling down of what stronghold, for the casting down of what imaginations. And imaginations are systems of thoughts that, have now, that now forms images in the mind. Those are the things that the Bible refers to as the arrogant attitude that exhort themselves against the true knowledge of God. So, and every high thing, that exalt itself against the true knowledge of God. So we know what the word of God says. We know what the, the true knowledge of God says concerning a, a situation. And we know that that is the truth. So, and we know that it is not our experience that dictates to us what, what is the truth. It's not our feelings that dictates to us what is the truth. What is the truth is the absolute word of God. So it's our feelings, attitude, thinking processes that is to conform to what the word has said. And the way we do that is by subjecting our mind to face that truth until that truth takes over. And that is what warfare actually is. Warfare is not we are trying to bind and lose the, the devil somewhere. No. Warfare is contending for truth. That, that, that's what faith is. So faith simply means you take hold of the word of God as it has been written, and you, you, you choose to stand your ground that that which has been said will become the experience and the reality of your life. Now, when you begin to do this, you start seeing contrary 
opposing forces in terms of thoughts, in terms of feelings, in terms of emotions, in terms of all desires, trying to contend against that truth. Now, whether at that current level or not, you feel the truth that the Word of God is saying, or you feel it as, whether you feel it or you don't feel it, you still stand. Because, because the feelings can easily be what be manipulated. Thought processes can easily be what be manipulated. And when you base your understanding of truth based on feelings, it means you are still operating from the realm of the soul. Because the realm of the soul is where you have the faculties. Whether feelings, emotions, desire, and the rest of them are all faculties within the realm of the soul. As long as you are operating within that realm, it is difficult for you to defeat the devil. You must now switch to your spirit. So your spirit does not act based on feelings. Although the spirit has its own feelings, which it can release over the soul. But the first point of call when you are walking by the spirit is according to the knowledge of truth. Then that knowledge of truth that you possess will now begin to affect the feelings of your body and soul with time. So you see, so let's say, for example, now someone now is struggling with an issue. Let's say a habit now. Now initially, when you begin to activate the word of God, it will look as if the word of God is not looking real. Why? Because your feelings are in opposition. Now, when you now begin to walk based on the truth, not based on what your feelings are telling you, eventually the truth will now change your feeling and you start feeling right. So, so that's what it means to walk in the spirit. To walk in the spirit simply means to walk according to the truth that you know or according to the revealed truth that has been revealed to you based on the understanding of, of what God has said or the truth of, of, of the scripture, of what is revealed through Christ Jesus concerning you. So when you walk based on that, that's what it means to walk in the spirit. You understand? And now, if you notice, because of the consequence of, of the fall, there are so many things as human beings we are no longer in touch with that we were, we were once in touch with. There are so many realities of the spirit. For example, now as human beings, we are not supposed to be limited to this form. But part of the consequence of the fall, like we discussed in one of the ep- episodes, is that it's brought about this limitation to this form that we understand as the natural body that we possess now. Now, part of the deliverance and the liberation that will come by walking in the spirit is that our bodies will be transformed. And that is what most people tend to confuse with this transfiguration thing. Transfiguration is not an event that will happen in the future. You understand that? Because if you look at it, transfiguration does not mean a time will come, everybody will gather and they will start disappearing. No. It simply means the complete salvation of the human body. And that is different for different people. Based on your level and degree of work with God. So it means now many persons are already experiencing those things. For those people that are already, they've entered into a heightened level of truth and understanding about the revelation of who they are in Christ, in God, they are already experiencing those things in their bodies. Their bodies are already becoming transformed. Because the final... um, enemy that, 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 that will be 
made his, his footstool that will be put under the feet of Jesus Christ is the enemy called death. So death is, is like we described in one of the episodes that we've done in the past, is that it's a principle that is contrary to life. Because the purpose of life is to grow and to continuously expand is to grow and to continuously what renew it itself but death is the opposite principle it depreciates it constricts it depreciates in value it destroys so that was the principle that was activated in adam as a result of the fall and that is the reason why as human beings now we now have an an experience that is death based so you discover that in the bible times People could live up to 800 years, 700 years. Adam, before he, he died, was about 900 and something years old. Now, that age of counting started after the fall. That was when he lived because Adam, before the fall, lived in eternity. And we don't know how long in eternity he lived in. Because eternity is not determined by the movement of the sun around the earth or the movement of the earth around the sun so it has its own in in eternity both past future and present they coexist at the same time and adam before the fall existed in a realm of eternity that was not subject to this current understanding of what we understand as time then when he fell part of the consequences of the fall is that adam became subject to the elements of this earth and adam began to determine his age based on the elements of this earth and the seasons of this earth which includes the movement of the earth around the sun which we now use as a way of determining time or what we refer to as the concept of time now if you go to other planets you discover that timing is different for example now there is a certain planetary body that takes about 343 years to go around its sun. So imagine, for example, now as human beings, we exist in that kind of a planet. So it means 343 years of our time here is one year in that planet. So time is a relative term. So it is not a true measure of what we may understand as time. It's a relative term. That's why they will say time is what? Relative. It's relative. So, what are we trying to say? We are trying to say is that the potential in the life of God is massive. The potential in the life of Christ is massive. The potential goes beyond what we can currently imagine. So, imagine as a person, for example, now living you come to a place where you are no longer subject to the influence and the government of time and space. Human beings once existed in that realm. Now, imagine you come to a place where where you don't really need physical transportation to transport yourself. Because the original way man was to transport himself before the fall was through the the instrumentality of his spirit the reason why we are not dependent on this form for transportation now is because of the fall 
And the purpose why Jesus Christ died was to restore everything back to the beginning of what it used to be and even beyond. So you see, we cannot yet fully imagine, but we can only see in glimpses what it will be like when we are eventually fully transformed as Christ is. Because Christ now is the full manifestation of what we will be like when that time comes. And Christ, as we know him now, is not limited to time and space. It's not limited to times and seasons of the earth. It's not even limited to creation, all of creation, put together, both visible and invisible. He lives in a realm of possibilities that are endless. And the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. So you see, it's massive. We've not even started tapping into the wonders of what it means to have the mind of Christ. Because Christ now, as he is now, can communicate with every single human being present on earth and he can understand them now. So as people are praying right now in Russia, they are praying to God. As people are praying in the USA, as people are praying in Saudi Arabia, all of these countries put together, more than 7 billion people, Christ can at the same time articulate every thought in their heart and every intention in their heart. That is just a little capacity of what the mind of Christ can do. And the Bible says that we do what we have the mind of Christ. So it therefore means that there is, the, our, the, there is nothing in this life and in this world we cannot comprehend. So you see, where what we are experiencing now as our level of comprehension and understanding is based on the understanding of who we are now. So if we begin to break through the matrix and begin to expand deeper into the consciousness of who we are in Christ Jesus, we'll begin to see expanded level of life, expanded level of consciousness, expanded level of comprehension beyond what is what the, the best possible human mind currently existing on the earth can do or even begin to comprehend. So the best example we can use to describe some of the things that we are talking about is the film Matrix. You see, in that film Matrix part one, you see, as, as, as Neo began to come into an expanded level of understanding of who he was and began to believe, everything was almost possible for him. There was nothing. And that's why, according to the, to the scripture, just like what Jesus Christ said, that nothing shall be impossible to him that what believes. There is actually no impossibility in, in, in life. It is we that create the construct of what is possible from what is not what possible. So you see, so it means now we need to start becoming intentional about how we live. We need to start becoming intentional about what we want to do, achieve, because we know that there is nothing that is impossible. So it's for us to make up our mind to choose to move in whatever direction we want to move into. And because of the spirit of, of life and light we have inside, everything we conform to ensure that we prosper in what we want, what we want to do. So all that God requires for you is your intention. It's your intention to want to achieve this thing. It's your intention to want to do this thing. And based on your intention, because our heart has the capacity to, to, to make the earth respond to us according to our what? intention. That is the reason why God gave us a heart, to command the earth 
to act and to function based on our intention. So based on our intention, we can cause the earth to become fruitful for us. Based on our intention, we can make the earth to move in the direction of our will and our, and our purpose. And the earth must respond because the earth was designed to save us. That's what the Bible says, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So if we now belong to Christ and we are now united with him in glory, then the earth must respond to us and responds to our will and our what intention. Therefore, nothing is impossible for us. All we need to do is to what? Focus and put our attention and that thing will come to pass. It does not matter how difficult it is. As long as we can think of it, then it is possible. As long as we can think of it, then it must come to pass. So that's why the Bible now makes us understand that Guard your heart with all what diligence, for out of it are what the issues of life. So we must ensure that the only thing we allow to go through our hearts, the only thing we allow to go through our mind, and the only thing we project through our being as a person is truth, is light. We should not allow darkness in the form of worrying. We should not allow darkness in the form of uncertainty about what the future holds or what the future will be or doubt. No, we cannot allow those things. We cannot allow the devil to take advantage of us by manipulating our heart into believing in wrong things. We must maintain the standard of truth and the standard of the glory of God and we must walk purely in alignment with the truth and what the, the word of God has revealed and exercise our heart in the revelation of light until all that is light begins to flow through us and we become a living vessel and a living manifestation of the light of the glory of God, of the wisdom of God upon the earth that will bring deliverance, transformation to people and change people's lives for good and for the better. Yes, just like the scripture says, that a, 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 a light that is placed on the hill cannot be hidden. So we will begin and constantly begin to shine as light and exhibit the glory and the wisdom of God. And nothing can stop us from doing that. Glory to God. Amen.
my soul. 